Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Life is made up of seasons. Say seasons. Seasons. So in Galatians chapter 4 verse 4, even Jesus Christ couldn't just come. Couldn't just show up. He has to come in the right season. There was no way Jesus could have come before Moses. And there was no way Jesus could have come before David because he was supposed to be the son of David. There was no way Jesus could have come before Mary. There was no way Jesus could have come before Isaiah, the Messianic prophet. There was no way Jesus could have come before before John the Baptist. He is God in the flesh. But in life, everything is subject to time. So scriptures make us to understand in Galatians 4.4 that at the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of the woman born under the law. When time was ripe, it's called in Greek kairos, kairos moment. So life is made, uh, made of seasons. So life is full of seasons. In the same way, much as we have natural seasons governed by chronos, natural time, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, two days, three months, January, February, that's chronos, the natural time. That's why we have chronometer, right? The natural time, we also have the spiritual timing. Anything that starts big, you must be suspicious about it. So if time and chance, season and time happens to them all, why is it that not all of them make good use of the time and the season? Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 says that as long as the earth remains, while the earth, let's all read it out loud, let's go. Louder, louder. Cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. It's part of existence. There will never be a day without a night. Every day, 20th of May, had evening and morning. Every day has got it. Every day. So it says that as long as the earth remains, um, seed time and harvest, um, so, uh, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Some of you seem to be in winter. You are coming out into summer. So be careful how you behave in winter. Winter usually is the time when things look very chilly or chilling or very uh, be cold. But don't worry about your marriage. Ah, summer is coming. We have seasons. Tell someone seasons. But what you must know as a believer, I I like this one. Ah. What you must know as a believer is that it does not take time. It doesn't take time. It takes 
Men may tell you your time had come, has not come, but when God says your time. And so for you to enjoy in your season, you must learn how to walk with God. Walking with God is what guarantees your destiny, not the people you know or who likes you or doesn't like you. Walking with God. And our society has been programmed that it will squeeze out God from your life. This woman was in the synagogue, going to the synagogue for so many years. For 18 years, she was bound. So Jesus showed up. So what ministry you are exposed to will determine the kind of testimonies you have in your life. Things that will determine your testimonies one of the major things is the atmosphere you find yourself in. And the atmosphere is the strength and the grace in an atmosphere is a function of certain personalities. It's true. The personality, spiritual personalities you get privileged to be exposed to matter. Somebody is blessed. And so, the, Jesus came to the synagogue and immediately she got her miracle because Jesus had come. Your value as a man of God has everything to do with the time you spend with God. Not the suit you wear, not the stage you stand on, not the speakers and microphones and all those things. When God, you are filled with God and you walk with God, you spend time with God, then God finds you as a suitable vessel. You can't choose what he will do. He chooses what he will do with your life. The strength of a church has everything to do with the, how much God, the leader, and the team are able to attract into the place. God, this whole thing called church is God thing. So the less God you have, the, the less proper church you have. I don't want to go off because I'm preaching on the circle of praise. So seasons, and but when your season comes, there are things you have to do. You know what I like about Ruth? Bible says that Naomi returned to Jerusalem and the timing of her return was very good for Ruth. The timing of Naomi's return was necessary for the birth of Jesus. It was a prophetic move. Even though she had been through losses and suffering and uh, she, her returning, the timing was so prophetic. Even though she returned with pain in her heart, it was still prophetic. So Naomi, in, in, in Ruth chapter um, 1 verse 22, Bible talks about something very interesting. It says that, so Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabites with whom, uh, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. When harvest was about to start, that was the time they came back. Right timing. And you know how uh, 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 Ruth got Boaz? It was at the harvest. And she was not, and she was not authorized to harvest. But they said, you let her pick glean the, the pieces that fall. Let her glean. Because it was harvest time, there was enough for them to get so that there will be some left over. And that was what caused her to enter a breakthrough. I am telling you, we are today, we are standing at the beginning of. It's your call to make. 
as to whether you are going to take advantage of the season or you are going to live in the season as no as usual. Seasons can come on you, but you not do anything about the seasons, and it goes and you are still the same. When things are beginning, you have to change your approach and take advantage. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 9. Let's read the Allah. Let's go. So you put the sickle, begin to count seven weeks for yourself. Verse 10. Verse 10. Let's go. Which you shall give the Lord as a So the beginning of the harvest, there are things you have to do to, to maximize the harvest. That's what I'm, I'm trying to bring to your attention. There are quite a few things, but today I want to put in the sickle. Not the sickles, the sickle. The component of the sickle. All right, there are quite a few things you have to do. But I want to just to call it the sickle of praise. There are a few things like, watch this, like the things that you have to do to maximize the harvest. One of them is hands being laid. That's not in your control. Hands being laid on you. Hands being laid on you. The Bible says, and he laid his hands on them and blessed them. The woman's season had come for her to be free from that infirmity she had for 18 years. Luke 13, 13. Bible said that Jesus laid his hand on her and straight away she was made whole. Jairus came to Jesus in Mark chapter 5, verse 23 downwards. He said, come and lay your hand on her and she shall live. They even understood the role of, the importance of laying on hands. We lay hands on for Holy Ghost baptism. We, the reason why we lay hands on is for Holy Ghost baptism. Number two is for impartation of blessing. The Bible says that Jesus said, let the little children come to me. And he took them and then laid his hands on them and blessed them. And in Genesis chapter 49, when Jacob was about to pray, he called the sons of Joseph and Ephraim and Manasseh and laid his hands on them and blessed them. So the blessing, we lay hands to impact blessing. That's why Paul said, I desire to come to you, Romans 1, 1 11, I desire to come that I might impact because spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts are not, it's like contactless. But no, he said this one requires contact. So we lay hands on people, one, for Holy Ghost baptism, two, to, uh, to transfer blessings. Number three, reason why we lay hands on people for healing. And then number four, reason why we lay hands on people to appoint them into office. But tonight, the laying on of hands and anointing is just going to be to impact the blessing of seven weeks harvest. Amen. It makes a difference. Listen. Which hands were laid on you matters. You hear what I said? Bible says that, Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9, it says that for Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of wisdom. Do you know why? Deuteronomy 34 verse 9. Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? Because Moses laid his hands on him. The guy had some things others didn't have. So when we talk about the harvest, this is a prophetic season. You, it's, you, you, you need the impact, the influence of a prophetic as a, 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 a messenger. There are things that, you, that has to be done towards you, which you don't have too much control over when it comes to harvest. So when Jesus was born, um, the man, Simon, went into a tabernacle and picked him up and blessed him because he was a baby. So he needed to be blessed. Simeon, Luke chapter 2, verse 30, 20, 26 downwards. He blessed him. But now, what we're going to do tonight is impartation so that we, we impart you with the grace, covenant grace 
to maximize the harvest season. But if you don't align yourself to prophetic dictates, prophetic instructions, then it will be very difficult how God can help you. Because it's very easy to want God to do it your way. Say my way. Say my way. How many of you know that all of us usually like things being done our way? Done our way. It can be that when it comes to your house and your business and other things, but when it comes to your relation with God and God, you receiving from God, you have to bend your ears to the prophetic guidance and prophetic instructions. One prophetic instruction can, see, can change your life for good because there are some testimonies. How many of you know it's good to have money? Or it's good to have financial testimony? All those who lifted your hand, may you receive a financial testimony. May you receive a financial miracle. Listen, when you come to church and an atmosphere is set, feel free, sit down and don't let anything distract you. That lady with her long hair, that lady with her, and somebody's hallelujah disturbing you. Forget about it. And, and, and sit there waiting for the stirring of the waters. Always be alert. Always be alert. And find out what God is going to minister into your spirit. When we come to church and we say, I see somebody from the office. Oh, that blessing is coming your way. Don't. You have to mean it and own it. You have to mean it and own it. You have to mean it and own it. I stand here under the authority of heaven and I prophesy testimony. I prophesy breakthrough. I prophesy answers. I release it over your life. In the name of Jesus. So, because, watch this, I, because of the season we are in, you have to be always alert because it's harvest season. The, the year is just, it's just like going on the tracks to, for uh, athletic competition on your marks. Set. That's not when you have to check whether your phone is on or off. No, no, no. Because the gun is about to go any moment. So, on your marks, set, you, no, no distraction. Someone is calling you, hey, hey, you mind them. One thing you are, you are trying to listen out for, what is it? Yes, God. That's when you come, it's a season, a prophetic season. Forget about, you know, there are other things the devil used to distract you. The way the other guy was shouting, ah, why did the pastor say that? Maybe he's saying that about me. He's saying that about me. See, that's, that's, that's what the devil likes. So as long as you can focus on those things, you will miss the firing of the gun. By the time you realize, others are already gone. And now you are trying to catch up. Then asking for extra prayers, Pastor. We just finished a move of God. The next day you are calling for prayers. What, what, what happened? Are you saying God is not that prophetic? <laughs> is someone getting what I'm saying? I see God putting laughter in your mouth. I see God putting laughter in your mouth. I see God putting laughter in your mouth. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Please sit down. So these are the things that we do in a season, harvest season. Prophetic instructions, prophetic influences. Behind being laid, these are simple things. When they say, uh, they told uh, Naaman the Syrian, go and wash in the water. He said, no problem. 
No problem. He didn't want to do, but someone had to help him. And he said, okay, no problem. Second Kings chapter 5. He went and watched verse 16 and 17. That was, his skin was like a baby skin. Can you imagine if he had not done that and was talking about Abana and Papha? The better rivers of Jonah. No, it's not about that. It's, it's not luxury. It's not luxury. It's not time for relaxation. It's not time for pampering. So sometimes in a prophetic season, you have to take certain steps that are not convenient. All you got to know is, that's why that song is prophetic. My soul says yes. My soul says yes. My soul says yes. And my soul says, sometimes I don't feel like, the people who allow their feelings to reign their lives. So it's so important to understand in prophetic times, uh, in, in harvest season, things that you have to do. Put in the sickle. Listen, your harvest can be ripe, but it won't follow you home. You have to go and harvest. Put in the sickle and bring it. In Mark or in John, whichever one you want, and let's go to John first. John chapter um, 4, 4 verse 35. John 4, 35. Jesus said that when the harvest, John 4, 35. Do you, not, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already for the harvest. That is why I'm talking the way I'm talking. I'm speaking prophetically because I can see the fields are ready for harvest. I can see it. The, the challenge is that most of us go through so much that we become so used to our current situations, it feels like things can't change. So when they tell you things are about to change, you'll be like that, um, that man on whom the king in 2 Kings uh, chapter 7, when they said tomorrow morning by this time, there's going to be abundance. The, the, the man said, no, 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 no. Even if God opens the window. Because you are so used to your, your prevailing condition, you don't have any room for any prophetic possibilities. And so if you don't take care, and that's why you need prophetic guidance. Someone who can hear from God, genuinely, not come and say, God said, meanwhile, God hasn't said anything. That's, that's why I was teaching you how to discern prophecy. It's very important because Jesus said you shall know them by their fruits. Now, so, so you need someone who can come and tell you that lift up your eyes. Even though everything looks bleak, lift up your eyes for testimony is coming. Amen. For a breakthrough is coming. A miracle. Are you getting what I'm saying? You shall have your testimony. No. There are things, when you have received a prophetic word and you enter a prophetic season of harvest, there are things that you have to also do. Responsibility, say responsibilities. Responsibility. responsibility, there are quite a few things you have to do, like prayer, all right, like prayer. Heaven reacts to prayer, like homologia. Homologia. I can't hear you, homologia. You must be mindful of what you say in this time of harvest. What company, the company you keep, Will determine what accompanies you. <laughs> so it's, it's so important. And now, prayer, confession. But that's what the reason I said homologia is you have to confess the word. Most of us don't have anywhere to stand on. You don't have anywhere. We too much ideologies. Opinions, ideologies. Listen, get for for God's sake. Get the word. Get some word in your system and base your life on the word. Not on your fears. Not on what the stock market is saying. 
Not on whether it's Brexit or... Are you getting what I'm saying? Because seasons will change. But when your season comes, these are things you have to do. Get the word and speak the word. So prayer, get the word and speak the word. Someone say faith. Faith. Hopefully I'll take my time and be teaching later on in the time in the seven-week period or some of these things. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So the enemy will try to attack your faith. And see, when I say this, some of us think we are being smart. But faith-wise, you are not being smart. If you can fix your eye on God, you can even still be in that same job and be prospering above others. Faith. Without faith, you can't receive from God. Work with God. I want to challenge you. Grow your faith. Amen. Be a man of faith. Amen. Be a woman of faith. Why are you so fearful? Why? I thought you said you are a Christian. Mm. Okay. Are you an atheist or a Christian? Christians are called believers. Yes, believers. 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 Someone shout, I believe. I believe. Who are you? I'm a believer. This is free. Walk by faith. And then some people will tell you, my friend, this faith, faith thing, you have to be careful. See, those are the ones in the flesh. They will tell you, I've done it, I know, I know, but this one, this faith, faith thing, you have to be careful about it. But the scripture said, without faith. See, it said, the just shall live by faith. They attack your faith, they're attacking your heartbeat. So are you getting So faith is a necessary ingredient if you want to work with God. Bible said, I and Stephen, a man full of faith. Full of faith. Philip, full of faith. He said, select people who are full of the spirit and full of faith. Because how can you do the work of God without faith? Or how can you be a Christian with... Think about it. Some of us, Satan has intimidated us. There are several things when it's prophetic you have to do. But chief amongst them, besides faith, is praise. Praise. There's a difference between praise and singing. Or music. Music is not praise unless it has certain elements. One, God sent it. Two, from your heart. Three, there's faith in it and the content is word based. Until these four elements are in it, it is not praise, it's music or singing. So you can be singing very good songs like We Give You All the Glory, We Give You All Bong Bong. John, 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 John. Then remember those days. Ah, John, 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 John. Take a shackles off my face, so I don't. I just want to praise you. Hey, I just want to praise you. Hey. Most of us, it's just exterior. It's not from your heart to the Lord. If we stop the music, it, the whole thing stops. But the songwriter said, when the music fades. I just want to give you a heart of worship. So, praise, for praise to be praise, it must be heart born. It's deep from your heart. It must be in faith. And it must be Christ-centered or towards the Lord. Say, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's the object. He's the object of our worship. Some of you, when you come to church and we are praising, you are looking for a partner to be dancing with and you're going like, you know, go and do it in the, somewhere else. I'm not saying if you do that is wrong, but don't. That, are you getting what I'm saying? Every genuine believer must take 
serious advantage of, of every atmosphere of worship. Maybe sometimes you can even be in a, in a car or you can be at home uh, watching television and you saw some music, uh, maybe a hill song or Sonny Badu song or YouTube. Take advantage and con convert it into a genuine praise to God. Yes, 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 yes. Are you going to want to And you must ceaseless praise. You must always have non-stop praise bubbling in your heart. Ceaseless praise. Yeah, that's the theme of our man. Praising, constant, non-stop praising. Non-stop praising. Praising, ah, listen. Praising is not only when the song is. You know, that's not, that's not only praise. So it's so much deep in your heart, but most of the time, genuine praise are two major characteristics of praise. Major, I mean, if, all right, the components of praise, the foundation of praise, it must, it must be God centered, all right? There must be, um, it must be word based, heartbone, and faith. But when all this is laid now, expression of praise always has joy and gratitude inside it. It's a heart of joy and a heart of gratitude. And so, for you to praise God genuinely, there must be gladness. Gladness is key. That's why if Satan wants to stop you in your track, he'll trouble you so much, you go, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. And God will try and bring some song around you. Or you hear someone playing a song. The song is trying to begin to release your heart, but you remember how you are down. And you stay there, but I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. I'm down. We are lifting our hands, praising God. I'm so tired. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Satan said, come on, come on, go on, go on. Go on. That's good, good, good. Good girl. Good boy, boy. Come on, go I'm down. I'm down. Shake yourself off the downness and tell God, come hell or high water, I'm going to praise God at any cost. He said, Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord. I will. It's a will. I will. It's a choice. I will bless the Lord at all times. Not only good times. Did he say at good times? No. At all times. I will bless the Lord at all. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. You must have this intention to praise God. Pray. You can't praise God by accident. Praise him intentionally. You have it's, it's first of all, it's a condition of the heart. You must have so much joy. The devil push you down, you are still smiling. In, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, it said, Rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice. In other words, now guess what? This guy writing this text was writing this, this epistle in prison. And you are allowing someone who has been in prison for preaching to tell you to rejoice. More, he's rejoicing more than you. And you are saying that, oh, you know, I, they didn't pay me. Last month, they didn't pay me. I'm very upset. And pastor, pastor, this, this, this. There's a reason why God blesses people. Oh, yes. So be determined that joylessness will not rob you of your praise. Amen. To stay joylessness, you have to remember gratitude. Jesus, mm -hmm. Bible says in John chapter 6, Jesus took the loaves of bread and said, Lord, I give you thanks. And the harvest started. You cannot enter into harvest without thank thankfulness. John chapter 6, he took it and he said, Lord, I give you thanks that you always hear me. In spite of the situations, and then uh, 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 loaves, when he had given thanks, in verse 23, verse 23 says, they even make reference that, However, other boats, other, boat, other boats came from 
Tiberia, near the place where he uh, where they ate the bread after the Lord had. See what made the difference was the tanks. So people were saying that when they ate the bread after, not the after they, they ran out before they ran out of bread. Said when they ate the bread after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving makes testimonies multiply in your hands. Amen. I see someone with testimonies. Amen. And last scripture before, and then we, we close. Mm. Bible says that, sir. Mm. Bible says that mm. um, in John chapter 11, mm -hmm. verse 41, mm -hmm. when Jesus Christ got to Lazarus too, mm -hmm. he said, Lord, I thank you. Mm. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. Verse 41 said, Lord, then he... Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, that's the first. He was about to raise the dead. The first thing he said was, Father, why should he die? Eh? Why? He said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Something bothers you? Don't let it stop your praise. Start with blessing God. Start with lifting him. Start with giving him the praise. And as you give him the praise, your harvest is the sickle. You are wrecking. Yes. You can sow and watch this. You can sow and sow and sow and sow, but without joy, harvest is not coming. The sickle, your harvest is ripe, but you have to put in the sickle of praise and bring it in. I see someone raking in the harvest. I see someone raking in the harvest. Who am I talking about? I see someone raking in the harvest. So shall it be for you. So shall it be for you. In the name of Jesus. Now, we are about to close. But having preached this message, I want us to have four minutes of intense praise. Four. Four minutes of praise. You are going to keep God. Praise involves dancing when the, need, when the opportunity is there. Music, singing, with joy in your heart. And in spite of your, your back problem, or in spite of your leg, in spite of the way you feel, in spite of the way you've been feeling, that doesn't matter. And you begin to open your heart and say, Lord, I give it to you. Dance like you're out of your mind. Dance, dance like for someone to be wondering, is this lady okay? Is this, if it is your shoe, you are free. If it's your wig, you are free to take it off. Are you ready? Someone rise to your feet. Lift up your hands and begin to give God some praise. Give, lift up your hands. Begin to give God some praise. Lift up your hands. Begin to give God some praise. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, give him some praise. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.